Hey, thanks for queuing up the podcast. Before we jump into this episode, I just wanted to make you aware of three music marketing resources with an emphasis on one in particular. There's a good chance you're already familiar with my flagship title called the Gorilla Music Marketing Handbook and perhaps even the 5-Minute Music Marketer. Both of those titles are well worth your time, but I want to make you aware of another title that doesn't quite get the attention as those two do. And that one is called The Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing. I'm really proud of this book, and I think you would get a lot out of it. And basically what it covers is what I consider to be nine timeless principles of music marketing. So regardless of the new website, app, or tool, because they're always changing, as you know, these are principles you can apply no matter what. They're timeless. They tap into that eternal connection that people have with music and with music makers. So I think you would get a lot out of this book. It's available on Amazon in at least a dozen countries in both paperback and ebook formats. So go check it out. The Nine Irrefutable Laws of Music Marketing. And now, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Music Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Baker. And I got to admit, it's been a minute since I posted a new episode, but I think I have a way to start feeding you more education and inspiration. I'll tell you about that in just a second. I'll just let you know I've been kind of pulled away from this topic that's near and dear to my heart because of the success of my YouTube channel in recent years, where I have been posting like morning affirmations and guided meditations and more uh, general inspirational spoken word. It's just attracted a global audience on a scale that I've just never experienced before, even with my previous uh, books and so on. And so that's taking up a lot of my intention. But I do love this topic of inspiring musicians. I've been one myself for got four or five decades now. And so I still want to deliver information that's going to educate you, inspire you, and maybe even entertain you along the way. So I think I found a solution. So a couple of months ago, my friend Billy Grizak uh, invited me to join him uh, in a room on the Clubhouse app. If you haven't heard about this, it's an audio-only app uh, that was originally just released for the iPhone, but now it's open to Android as well. And people host different rooms on different topics. You can come in and listen, kind of like old school radio. Uh, you can be invited up to the stage where you can speak. And again, it's audio only, so it's great because you don't have to worry about video or getting dressed up or fixing your hair or whatever like you do on Zoom and other video apps. And it's pretty fascinating, so check it out if you're not already on it. But Billy had the idea of hosting a weekly room on Clubhouse called Musicians Motivation Monday, and it takes place, of course, every Monday. And he and I and another moderator named uh, Jesse Curtis from Houston, he runs the Indie Artist Advocate we invite people up to the stage, find out what they're up to, give them advice, ask them to commit to some simple activity that week. And it's really awesome. We have musicians from all over the world who join us. So lately we started recording these sessions, but the thing is, uh, I, we don't have permission from the people, the guests, the people that come up to stage, the musicians, 
So what I'm going to start featuring in the podcast here is some of the conversations that we have among the moderators. At least that's what you're going to get with this first episode back. So I'm going to cue that up, enjoy, and hopefully you will start seeing more new episodes in your feed. So thanks for subscribing. If you don't already subscribe, whether it's on Apple or Spotify or some other podcasting platform, please do so now. Plus, there is an archive of previous episodes with a lot of helpful information in it. So thanks again, and enjoy this little segment from a recent Clubhouse session. Here we go. Good morning, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Artist Club, where we are presenting Musicians Motivation Monday. Today, my name is Billy. I uh, live in uh, Wisconsin. I'm an East Coast uh, native. And I've been in the music business for over 40 years. And uh, after a brief break from playing full-time music, I'm heading back into full-time music again. So this is a fantastic day. We're at week 12 of the Musicians Motivation Monday. And I've got my cohorts here, Bob and Jesse. I'm going to introduce everybody. Then we're going to get into today's topics and quotes and have a great time. Take it away, Bob. All right. Um, Bob, I'm a musician. I'm an author. I'm a YouTuber. Been playing for 45 plus years, recording a lot of original songs over the years. Uh, as, a, as an author, I've written uh, 16 books and a few of them on the topic of music marketing, which I guess is one of the reasons I'm here. <laughs> and then as a YouTuber, I uh, upload uh, like morning affirmations, guided meditations, and inspirational spoken word, and reaching a global audience doing that. I'm just thrilled to be here. And uh, that's me, Jesse. Good morning, everybody. My name is Jesse Curtis. I live just outside of Houston, Texas. I am the independent artist advocate. I am your music business motivator. I am here to help you get your week started off right, along with Billy and Bob. We are here to give you the motivation, the kick in the pants you need to get your week started off right. So let's get going. I love it. Fantastic. Uh, typically, what we do is we have a quote of the day. Uh, set the mood, get the vibe going. Um, then we usually the moderators, co-host and I will riff on that just a little bit. And then we go around the room and get to meet all the speakers. And what we really want to do is find out how we can help you uh, achieve your goal or get something done or find out something new for this week that'll help you go. And then we encourage everyone to come back on a weekly basis. And we kind of keep track and seeing how you're doing. And uh, today... Uh, this is the first time that I'm actually picking the quotes. Uh, Bob and Jesse have been doing a fantastic job of that. But I was thinking back uh, of my own career in music and how things have changed since I first started playing professionally. And I, and, and I know Bob and I've been playing probably for about the same amount of time. So I'm sure uh, he'll be able to chime in on where I'm going to go with this. And I, I was kind of cryptic when I let the uh, other hosts know what my thoughts were and where I was going with this. But here, we don't have one quote today. I have two quotes for today. And um, the first quote comes from someone you may have heard of. His name's Kurt Cobain uh, from the band Nirvana. And the quote that I came up from him is, I wish there had been a Music Business 101 course I could have taken. And that was Kurt Cobain. I wish there had been a Music 101 course I could have taken. Okay. And... The second quote I have today is from Mary J. Blige, and it is, 
the music business is not a good place for people who don't know things. And I'll repeat that again. The music business is not a good place for people who do not know things. And and I'm thinking maybe you'll sense uh, a theme there between the two quotes. And so Bob and Jesse, before I get into why I chose those quotes and what they mean to me, how do you feel about those? How does that resonate with you? What, what, where do you think these guys are actually uh, trying to say to us, Bob? So yeah, let's let's uh, take the Kurt Cobain put it in the context, the historical context. So Nirvana kind of hit the scene in the really early '90s, I think. And I never heard that quote from him. That's that's interesting. Um, so we're talking about when he was coming up, yeah, late '80s, uh, 1990-ish. Uh, and back then, yeah, there wasn't uh, as much information available, except other than a handful of books, I think. At that point, and so yeah, he was really um, grew up in an era where uh, it wasn't widely yeah accessible. Actually, we I like to remind people we are so blessed to live in this era where information and th- th- is available from uh, much of it for free. It's at our fingertips on our phones on our computers, um, and so yeah, that just stresses the importance of education and kind of knowing what you're getting into. And then Mary J. Blige, yeah, who's obviously a successful in her own right. Uh, it just points to the fact that you kind of helps to know what's going on. Now, I'm just going to add this, that um, yes, you need to educate yourself. You need to know best practices and all that good stuff. But if you're early in your career, don't become overwhelmed by it. You're never going to know it all. I've been at this for decades. I don't know it all. I gave up on that a long time ago. You just learn a little bit at a time, educate yourself, implement what you what you learn, and um, take it from there. So those are some initial thoughts. Wow. Awesome. Jesse, what, what, you, what, what does this make you think about? Well, first, when I think of Kurt Cobain, I remember seeing some things about him and uh, the fact that he didn't really like being famous, but later on he really did enjoy the money that fame afforded him. Because, you know, he came from some rough upbringing. So, you know, when he suddenly had a lot of wealth coming in, he really enjoyed that. So to me, that kind of speaks to that aspect of his personality where he says he wished he had had a music business 101 course he could have taken because he probably was thinking, man, if I had known what was really going on with, you know, the record industry back when I'd started, I probably would have made a whole lot more than I am even now, even though they were, you know, top of the world in, in the rock space and, you know, we're making money hand over fist. He, he probably realized later on, like there were probably more opportunities that he missed out on because he was not properly informed of what the music business really is. And uh, where I think Mary J. Blige is coming from is it's kind of like an admonishment in a way, like she's trying to warn you, like, if you're going to get into this, at least know a little something about what's going on here, because if you don't know what's going on, if you're not prepared to protect yourself with knowledge of how the the music business operates, then this industry is going to eat you alive, especially at the level she plays at, because she's playing at the highest level. And those people, if you do not know what's going on, they will take advantage of that. They will eat you alive. So it's really kind of a warning, I think, coming from her. It's like, you know, hey, uh, this isn't a good place if you don't know things. Like she's trying to like uh, get you to think, trying to get you to realize a certain something about playing at that level. 
Absolutely. That, that's fantastic. And, and again, welcome to all the speakers. We're going to get to everybody today. I hope you're enjoying this little bit of conversation on the quotes. And here's what I started thinking of when I came across these. So I actually started playing music professionally, getting paid for it probably sometime in the 70s. At that time, if you wanted to know anything about the music business or the music industry, which are different, music business is more or less, you know, the people down in the trenches working every day, you know, playing music, uh, getting a paycheck, whatever the music industry uh, traditionally was selling that product through other means to people, you know, through recordings and stuff like that, uh, concerts, whatever. Uh, but there wasn't a lot of information available back then. So when I first started out, I found a book. Uh, which really was all we really had were, were like either books or your peers. There wasn't a lot of courses and schools and things in entertainment and music. So the first book I found actually was given to me by my bass player. Funny thing. It was called Making It With Music by Kenny Rogers. And that book literally changed my life. Uh, even though I came from a musical family, they were a music business family, not a music industry family. And this was like the first book that actually cracked the code for being in the music industry. And it was really the blueprint of my life uh, until I found a book called uh, The Guerrilla Music Marketing Handbook, uh, which was written by, oh, let's see, Bob Baker, who's one of our uh, co-hosts today. And that book was the very, very first book that actually was talking to people like me uh, that, you know, were just independent, starting out how to do every little teeny weeny thing at the time. And and for, me, for my money, both of these books are groundbreaking because, uh, like I said, the Kenny Rogers book opened up the, the veil to the music industry. And I believe that Bob's book opened up the veil to like, you know what, if you have a, a, a music dream, do it. You can do it. And here's, here's what you can do. And it was right there. It was like magic. And then fast forward to now, here we are in Clubhouse. And like Bob said, all this information is at your fingertips. But it always surprises me how many people still don't know that all this information is at their fingertips. And if and even the people that do have that information, uh, even being aware of it and being receptive to it and using it, you know, so times have changed. The information is all right there. It's not as cryptic as it used to be when I was growing up, but a lot of people still say they don't know and they don't know where to go. And uh, I find that quite interesting. So uh, I'm just going to let the co-host riff on my thoughts about the evolution of information for people that want to be in the music business. And then we're going to get to everyone. So sorry, I kind of ambushed you guys, but I, I had that whole epiphany yesterday and I wanted to share it today. So I'll go in reverse order. Uh, so Jesse, uh, do you, what, what do you think about my journey, my thoughts on that and how it relates to what we're doing here in Clubhouse and on the internet and the things that you and Bob are trying to do now? Yeah, I just had to look up this book real quick. And yeah, he wrote it in October of 1978. How far ahead of his time was Kenny Rogers on this? I mean, really, how far ahead of his time was he and really trying to like tell people what's going on and like probably trying to warn people of some certain things. Because um, Amazon has it as demystifying the music business, offering advice on forming a pop group and making it succeed, rehearsing, arranging, staging, dealing with agents and record companies. It, he was really trying to like help some people out back then. And I wonder how many people were actually able to pick up this book and how many learned from it. And, you know, luckily, luckily for you, Billy, you were able to find this book and it, I'm sure it helped you out tremendously having that kind of knowledge where 
yeah, I'm sure a lot of people were just, uh, you know, doing like hope marketing, which was, you know, go play a dive bar and hope somebody notices. Um, you hear those stories all the time. Like, you know, that that's how a lot of bands made it. Like, you know, uh, I think like what the red hot chili peppers went and played the sunset strip for years and years until somebody finally noticed them. Like they were kind of engaging in some hope marketing there. Um, you know, how much better would things have been for them if maybe they had read a book like this and, you know, maybe how much quicker would we have had red hot chili peppers records? Who knows? But, um, yeah, it's amazing just uh, how far we've come from like, you know, maybe having one book in the seventies to uh, maybe a few books when Bob put his out to now there are not just books. There are courses you can take. There are videos you can find on YouTube. There are coaches you can hire to help you one-on-one. You have so many resources available to you now that, I'm thinking like we're at the reverse now that it's not just hard to find the information. It's overwhelming with how much information there is and you don't know what to choose. I think we've just kind of swung the pendulum completely the other way on this. And that's kind of what I think about like, you know, comparing you know, your journey when you started early to uh, how people are starting their journeys now. Oh man, you just totally knocked that one out of the ballpark. Uh, Bob, go ahead, man. Sure. I'm, one of the first books that I read before I wrote my own um, was a book called uh, Making Money, Making Music. Now, I think other authors have used this title because you can't copyright a title. I think it, it's been used more recently. But this is by a guy named James Deering. I'm thinking it was in the 80s. And I think I caught him uh, in a radio interview and then bought the book. And it sort of opened my eyes to you know ways that I could... Yeah, be more effective and, and earn an income with my with my music at the time. And it probably was one of the inspirational things that, yeah, that eventually led to me publishing my own. There's a saying that you're probably familiar with It's called, it, that goes, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And so we all get our inspiration from different sources. At the right time, we just happen to catch the right book. These days, it might be a podcast, a blog post a zoom call or whatever um and so yeah it's it's different for different people i was not even <clears throat> excuse me familiar with the kenny rogers book to be honest um but billy that was yeah you said that was life-changing for you so that's that's awesome and i um yeah i was blessed to have just embraced this thing called the internet and in an era whenever all the books at, out at the time in the 90s were about how to get a record deal and how to get the attention of a and r and all this stuff i just being this, you know, independent guy from St. Louis, I, I saw a different story and 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 chose to write about how to take your career into your own hands and how to promote yourself and try to demystify marketing and not from the perspective of a industry veteran because I wasn't. I had really uh, very minimal experience back in the '90s when I first published the Gorilla Music Marketing Handbook, I, but I did it as a curious musician who had access to interviewing a lot of these artists that came through St. Louis because I published a newspaper, a music newspaper here for, for 10 years and then um, combined what I kind of learned from them uh, with wh- how I, the ideas that I implemented when I, and, and, and success I had on, on my own on a small scale. I just put that out there and I guess it was the first book of its kind and I'm um, just blessed that it uh, uh, helped a lot of people in those early days and, and then Billy found it at some point in the 2000s. But, but yeah, again, uh, it is out there. It, it is. We had kind of flipped, uh, as Jesse was saying. It's, it is almost like an overwhelming an avalanche of, in, of information. And so, again, I'm going to 
reiterate what I said earlier, don't think that you have to know it all. Sometimes you'll even hear conflicting information or advice and some people telling you this is the way you have to do it. And I've always said, yeah, this is probably my main point is you got to find your way. Like in, through, sprinkled throughout my books are always ex- examples, like case, not case studies, but examples of how other artists have done it. And in none of those examples am I saying you should do it this way. I was making you aware of how what other artists have done to promote themselves. And there's different aspects of this. My whole uh, career is based on uh, teaching artists, but the marketing piece of it, um, and especially the artist-fan relationship, I really don't. But there's whole other areas of the music business that maybe Mary J. Blige was talking about related to contracts and royalties and things like and public publishing, which I am not an expert on. But when it comes to the marketing piece, yeah, you want to be aware of what other people have done, educate yourself, but you have to find your way. You soak all this stuff up, and basically... As you're observing what other people have done, what other people recommend, the stuff that resonates with you and lights you up, oh, that's a cool idea. I could do that. Then do that. Other stuff that doesn't resonate with you and seems spammy or whatever, don't do that. And slowly but surely, you find your own way. But just being aware of what others have done is helpful. But then you ultimately have to find your own path, at least in the marketing and the promotion and the money-making aspect of it. Uh, when it comes to contracts, you probably don't want to be as creative. You want to get some professional help. But there's some additional riffs on that topic. Fantastic, Bob. Thanks so much.